Mizrat Hashem on Wednesday, with the permission of Alan and everybody. So we'll have a, a program here and also we'll be on Zoom. We'll do both for those that uh, would like to watch. And we will try to give over a, a message. We recite a few kinos, it's cool. Right, there's nothing else to do. So we'll, uh, we'll read the book of Eicha together. And then we will recite the kinos with stories so that we have an inspiration so that, uh, that uh, Tisha B'Av means something to us. Uh, and we'll talk more about that uh, at that time. Um, bring, bring beach chairs on, uh... Yeah, it's BYOB. <laughs> B-Y-O-B-C. Right, bring your own beach chairs. The story of Tisha B'Av, the book of Eicha, is a story that we always have to ask ourselves. In Judaism, in Yadus, we're always looking for the broader picture, for the bigger picture. And you see this in the book of Yirmiyahu, in the book of Eicha that Yirmiyahu Hanavi wrote. In the Megillah, it has in it, it's based upon four of the five chapters. The first four are all written with the expansion of the Aleph Bays. They're all written in Aleph Bays order. Right? The entire 22, the first chapter, the second, and the fourth are 22 verses. The third one is 66 because the Aleph is repeated twice, uh, uh, I'm sorry, three times, similar to the Kufi test of Tehillim. And one of the ideas is whenever you have something that spans the gamut of the Aleph base, you know that this is something important. Just like Tehillim, Ashrei, the one that we say three times a day is considered to be the most, one of the most important of Tehillim, why? Because it has the whole olive base. Right. So to Eicha, it has the entire olive base because it has in it the message of Am Yisrael. Is Tisha B'Av a good day or a bad day? So we know the Rambam calls it Yom Hamisugal. I, I might be changing the words, but the message is Yom Hamisugal Lo Liporanios. A day that's um, fixed for punishment. And the Rambam says, and that's the day that has the two destructions of the Beis Amigdash. It has in it the sin of the, the day of the spies coming back. Right, the other tragedies that befell that Jonas Rufus rolled over the, the Temple Mount with plows. Right, that's the day of the Spanish expulsion. Right, the Rambam writes, this is the day that we always have to be nervous about. Right, Am Yisrael has to always be nervous during this period of time. Right, that's where the Shulchan Aruch gets that we don't, we try not to go to court. Somebody called me uh, Friday. Right, about court case. Could he go to court, not go to court on this period of time? Somebody called me an hour ago about buying a house. Right? 
Should he buy a house now? So we told her, I told him, delay the purchase till Friday at one o'clock. But there is such a concept. This is a time that's, uh, it's not the best muzzle for Am Yisrael. But in Judaism, you always find that that which is the darkest is also that which has in it the seeds of the light. So I'd first like to focus on going back to the original day when it originally, this day became a day of darkness. Because Tisha B'Av was not meant to be this way. This is a distortion of opportunity. Because what was supposed to happen, the spies were supposed to come back. The Klal Yisrael was supposed to see the fruit that they brought back. And they were supposed to say, We're going to go up. How, for- how lucky. How fortunate are we? Right? How lucky are we? This is it. We're going. It just was a dream. Right? For 210 years of the slavery of Egypt, we were dreaming going back to Eretz Yisrael. It was a dream. And now they got a taste of it, quite literally. They got a taste of it. That's it. They're going. And if you look in the psukim, right, it has to bother you. The way the psukim are written... The first pasuk is positive. They come back, right? They say, t- t- um, the, the, the Miraglim say, the land is good. They show them the payrace. And you, you, you're ready. This is it. We're going. And then it falls down. Then the third pasuk comes and it all falls down. Right? So, yeah, but the, the plan was we're going. But unfortunately, right, we messed up. We messed up and we said whether we should die, right? We can't get the land. It's impossible to, to conquer the land. It's beyond us and it's hopeless. And we melted. We literally self-destructed. The Pusik says something strange in this week's Parsha, in, in yesterday's Parsha. The Pusik says... Moshe Rabbeinu says that because you melted, I also could not go to Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, Tashem said, I have to appoint Joshua to take you into the land. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't remember what happened a few weeks ago. Because why did Moshe go into the desert, into the promised land? It says, May me revive, because he sinned by the waters of, of the by the waters that he struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock. So what does Mesha mean? So the one can understand the Psukim as follows. When we sinned by the spies, when we sinned we opened ourselves up to a possibility of an Am without Eretz Yisrael, of a people without Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, 
because we opened up that door, that Pandora's box, that laid the seeds where we ultimately would sin in Eretz Yisrael because Moshe was not going to lead us in and, there, and we're going to have seeds of false tears and false aspirations and false hopes and ultimately 400, nine, nine, uh, 900, 990, I think it is, right? Nine, some of that. Right. Years later, you have the destruction of the first temple and the exile. Is that good or bad? Is the destruction of the temple good or bad? Bad. Bad. It's bad. There you have it. It's bad. And it's correct. It's terrible. But it could have been worse. But it could have been worse. Why could it have been worse? Because if it wasn't destroyed, right, it was either the Am or the bias. Either it was the people that was going to be destroyed or the house was going to be destroyed. Right, so Hashem sacrificed, so to speak, himself. He said, better I, my house, be destroyed so that the nation could continue to exist. Right, so that Klal Yisrael should continue to exist. Right, because otherwise we had lost our purpose. We had lost our mandate, we had lost our vision, we had lost our identity, we had become a corrupt people in the words of the prophet Isaiah that we read yesterday. Right? We become a distorted people. We became a people that lost our connection with mishpat, with justice, with kindness. Right? We breached the three cardinal principles. We lost ourselves. And therefore, Hashem destroyed the house and exiled the people. So when we're looking, we created this reality. But Moshe, we're speaking, why couldn't Moshe enter the land? So one explanation is because had Moshe entered the land, right, so then if Moshe would have built the Beis Amigdash, it would have been permanent. And if it would have been permanent, so then that decision of God to self-destruct the house and allow the people to continue would not have been an option. So therefore, to a certain extent, it was predetermined. We could develop it much further, but it's a short time. But therefore, in Judaism, and this is the point that I want to leave, always whenever we look for darkness, and we have to be able to face darkness and we have to be able to deal with darkness. And Tisha B'Av is darkness. And we go through periods of great darkness. But in periods of darkness, you always have to look also, where's light? The light is that Am Yisrael continue to exist. The light is that Hashem chose right, to let us, to give us an opportunity to go into exile and to be able to rectify. And this will close with the great words of the Breslover. Right? He says, right, if you believe you could break it, believe you could fix it. And therefore, Tisha B'Av, we spoke about, and I, I think I left out the last sentence when I spoke the other day. Tisha B'Av, we speak about the three weeks 
The three weeks is 21 days. But if you add up the math, it's 22 days. From Yitzai in Tammuz till Tet Ba'at, it's 22 days. So why are you calling it 21 days, the three weeks? The answer is, one idea is because Tisha B'Av itself, we already have the, in the middle of the day we get up off the floor, in the middle of the day we already begin looking to Nechama. Because Tisha B'Av is the day where we hit the bottom, most darkest point of the tunnel. But if you, have, if you go in a tunnel, we don't have tunnels in California, but in tunnels in New York, you always remember when you hit the bottom and you start looking up, right, you, you could see already the light, you could see the exit. So Tisha B'Av is the time when we go, it's the darkest, but it's the time where we head toward the light. Right, Be'ezrat Hashem, as we begin to get into Shavua Shachalbo, right, we have to realize we don't simply sit on the floor crying endlessly. We cry with a purpose. Right? We cry with a longing. And Bezrat Hashem, Hashem should see that longing. The longing should be awakened within us. And Bezrat Hashem will be able to march up to Eretz Yisrael soon and quickly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>